Hi, welcome to Missing Bits. We're talking to Peter Stringer today from sunny Adelaide. Peter is 39, a below knee amputee, a peer support volunteer and a member of our National Council. Hello Peter and how are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How about yourself? I'm good, thank you. It's a bit warm here so I'm suffering a bit. Oh yeah, it's, the weather here is really weird. Like It looks like it's sunny but I've it's not. There's dark, looming clouds about to have a thunderstorm, I think, but yeah, the sun's still shining. It's weird. We, had, we had 28 today and um, <laughs> expecting thunderstorms tonight, so it's just one of those uh, muggy, horrible days. Yeah. Yeah, I think we were about 28 on Sunday, so yesterday. So you're getting out, you're following us. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we always do. You always send what you've got to us, and sometimes that's not very Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we do what we can, but, you know, can't promise every time. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to be upfront and honest with everyone today because this is the third time I've spoken to Peter and I've stuffed <laughs> it up twice and I'm so grateful that he's doing this again. I'm, I'm becoming his worst nightmare. I sent him an email and say it didn't work and I can just imagine him throwing his head back in, in disbelief. <laughs> well, as I said, if this one doesn't work, I hope you're good at cutting and pasting. <laughs> <laughs> if, if this doesn't, if this one doesn't work, I'm flying to Adelaide with a tape recorder. <laughs> oh, that will definitely work. <laughs> <laughs> actually, a Walkman would be good, wasn't it? A Walkman. I haven't seen a Walkman. It would actually, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's bringing back some memories. <laughs> <laughs> so. Tell us about paranormal investigations. <laughs> I tell you, it's the best job there is. I get to go into all the places that people say are haunted, and I get to play with ghost hunting equipment that the TV shows have really? and see what happens. Oh, yes. Can get very interesting. Can get very interesting, the type of things you get through. And I don't tend to go to the nice places. <laughs> so... I do spend most of my time at the old Adelaide jail so and Zed Ward, and that's where we used to keep the criminally insane from 1885 to 1974. And where we're going to be sending all our politicians from Canberra soon, I think. <laughs> well, that's right, exactly, yeah. I'm bringing my stuff there. We can do something down there, absolutely. Sure. So, so when, you, when, you, I did... when you go out, do you have, like, what sort of equipment do you use? So we've got the standard things we've got. One's called a ghost box or a spirit box. Right. What that is, that's a essentially a broken radio. So that's a radio that cannot lock onto any radio stations. Okay. It just scans the frequencies. And the theory is that our friends on the other side can talk to you in the white noise. Right. You do have to be very careful. Uh, you will hear bits and pieces of a radio transmission. But you know when they start swearing at you and calling you very nasty names, that's not coming from a radio transmission. Or, or, so. or Triple J. Or Triple J, yeah, true, true. <laughs> Triple J could. It's, it is funny that I did have one instance where I said, hello, is there anyone there? And I don't know if you have it in Victoria, but have you heard of the Frank Walker National Tiles? Like, that's all of his ads here, and he goes, Hello, oh, Frank yes. Walker from National Tiles. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I said, hello, is anyone there? And he just said, hello. Oh, dear. <laughs> That's definitely radio. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, there was a um, an, an Australian 
um, music band overseas that used his voice um, to dub their over their music, and and the audience went crazy. Oh. Oh really? Oh, that would drive me crazy. Yeah, that'll be on YouTube <laughs> if you want to look it up. It's hilarious. Oh, and the audience oh, just lapped it up. <laughs> I used to love the crazy frog, the old crazy frog when the old Nokia's are out. Ding 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 oh, ding, okay. ding. And I used to drive people crazy with that one. But uh, <laughs> back on the back bad. on the original subject, tell us about Adelaide Hospital, the the closed hospital. So the old rural Adelaide Hospital. So we have been given the great pleasure and uh, being able to take public through to the old hospital after it's been closed, where we've been doing tours, history tours, ghost tours and paranormal investigations. Right. So I did have an opportunity that I did go there. And the first time I went there, it was so weird being that that was the hospital where I did have my amputations. Wow. So setting foot back into that hospital was just like, wow, the feeling. So it just came back and just walking around, I walked past orthotics and went, oh, that's where I learned to walk again and <laughs> things like that. <clears throat> anyway, we get downstairs and, of course, we start off in the morgue. As what do. better place to start off at all in the morgue, an autopsy? Thank goodness that I didn't have any members of the public with me this time, because my boss turned to me in the morgue and said, see that door right there? And I've gone, yeah. She goes, that's where they used to put the limbs after amputation, after surgery. Wow. And I've just gone, oh, right. Okay. Goodness me. I did go spend 10 minutes standing in there by myself, you know, just to see how I'd go. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, that was... Not complete, you know, last place my entire body has been. Wow, <laughs> Not at the same time. <laughs> That's incredible. But yeah, yeah so did your little radio fun. your little but broken it, radio go off then? No, it was very quiet in there wow. actually. Very okay. quiet. Uh but when we were in ICU intensive care unit, yeah, yep. I got that right. Yep. We uh had a few other pieces of equipment, one's called an ovular. And what that does is it says words, like vocalises them and displays them on the screen. Yep. Should be complete gibberish. What comes out should not make sense. And a lady came up to me with one in her hand and she said, is there a Peter here? And I've gone, yep, that's me. Why? Uh-huh. And she showed me this machine and it said, Peter, surprise. Oh. And I've gone, ah, oh, okay, cool. No worries. Thanks for showing me. And then about 10 minutes later, a lady from the group that I was taking around came up to me giggling and said, you're going to love this. And I went, what? And she showed me her ovulus and it said, Peter, hobble. Oh. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> Are they paying me out about my walking or something? But <laughs> 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 so, yeah, hobble. <laughs> criticism I thought that was kind of... Criticism from government. Yeah, they're paying me out. Oh, no. Yeah, they pay me out. <laughs> and um, and I, it's I funny, I had... Around, I would have pointed around the room and yelled out, but you're all dead. Exactly. Take that's that. what I'm Hey, I survived. I survived. <laughs> <laughs> But it's funny, you know, as I said, things should be very gibberish that comes out. It should not make sense. One night at the old jail, I turned it on to show my group how it worked, and three words came out straight away. Chief, leg, gone. Oh, wow. 
And I was like, what the hell? And I burst out laughing. My poor group sort of had something wrong with me and were looking at me like I had two heads. <laughs> I had to explain to them that, Chief, well, I'm the chief tonight. I'm the head investigator. Leg gone. Oh, I had my leg amputated two years ago. <laughs> it identified it. So, yeah. Okay, I'm never going it's, on one uh, of those tours with you. Absolutely. Yeah, come along. <laughs> no, no chance. It's yet. always fun. To... <laughs> I had um, my uh, day job. They organised to do a tour with us a few weeks ago at the jail. And I was talking to one of uh, the girls that worked interstate, and I was telling her about what happened at the hospital. And she said, well, might not tell you what I used to do as a job. I went, okay, what's that? She goes, oh, me and my family used to go to the hospitals and pick up Berlin's for disposal. <laughs> and I've just gone, wow. wow. I know the series now. What happened? <laughs> so I think um, not many amputees can say that uh, they've stood in the cupboard where their limb was kept after surgery. Fair enough. <laughs> I have no idea where so, ended up. Yeah, that's it. It was, it was really, really interesting. So as I said, it was, I'm glad the public weren't with me when I found that information out because I think I stood there for about five minutes with my mouth hanging open, like going, uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and I'm not often lost for words. <laughs> ah, yeah, okay. Considering this is our third time doing this, I can believe that. <laughs> That's right. You've, you've communicated with me enough now to know that. Yes. <laughs> so where did you grow up? You are an Adelaide boy? Yes, born and bred Adelaide, never really moved far. In fact, the first time I moved out of home, it was across the road from my parents. It was in the house I grew up from. So, oh, wow. uh, my, my nickname was Raymond, and everybody loves Raymond. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> well, ne never really moved far, but uh, yeah, no, always lived in the northern suburbs. Um, yeah, so I always lived in Wayne yeah, pretty boring. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that. Adelaide's a lovely place. <laughs> oh, it is. You know, it's one of those places that uh, I've been to Melbourne, I've been to Sydney, I've just gone, oh, slightly too busy for me. Yeah. And then Perth was way too slow. Not that okay. it's, uh, there were, well, back when I was there, there was no Sunday trading or anything like that. And oh, I was well, like, there oh. is now. <laughs> there is now, yeah. There is so now. I always found Adelaide was the happy medium. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so... Yeah, I've been, I've been to Sydney, yeah. and it's a nice place to visit. Yes, yes, that's right, yeah. So, you know, just a weekend here and there for me. Fair enough. <laughs> Too expensive otherwise. True. It's $5 for a coffee up there. Oh. No, no that is here too. Really? <laughs> I pay five five fifty in the city, yeah. Oh, oh, maybe it's not that as expensive as I thought. No, I, can get a, I can get a coffee here for $3.50. Oh, okay, I'm coming there. And it's $3 <laughs> if I take my own cup. Oh, jeez. And as I live on coffee, it's a, it's a bloody good thing. So what's, what's well, your Well, yes, I've started that. <laughs> I was stuck in the bedroom on the computer. Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, yeah, I was always into the games. Yep. So, and um, still kind of are, you know, you never grow up. I'm turning 40 in a few months, and I still go to a mate's house every Tuesday night to play the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> so, and 
Last week, I could still kick his barrow cart. Oh, good. So you've got to be happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure you can kick my butt. It's been a while since I had a game. <laughs> oh, I've got to love the old Mario Karts. Uh, best game best ever. Best game ever. I agree. Best game ever. Yep. So, and I'm taking your advice from previous conversations. I'm going to Tokyo to actually drive a Mario Kart. <laughs> it looks so much fun. I'll, I'll That's actually, right. Actually, in the show notes, I'll put a link to anyone who wants to see this stuff. Cause yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's, it's on my bucket list now. I'm I'm forming a bucket list. So instead of celebrating birthdays, I'm going to be doing something like that. So yep. I got a tattoo last year. I'm going skydiving next year. So that oh, happening. Yeah, some days in my 40s. <laughs> oh, 40s is fun. I had, I had a, good, that yeah. was a good decade for me. I really enjoyed it. Nice, yeah. Well, I've been a bit of a, oh, God, I'm turning 40. But the last couple of weeks, I've been like, ah, just deal with it. (laughs) It's it's only a number after all. Exactly, that's right. You're only as young as you feel. That's right. Or act. (laughs) The other version of that is you're only as old as the person you wish you were feeling. Exactly. That was. I thought it was going to be nice, so I thought I'd leave that for you to say. (laughs) (laughs) But leaving leaving school, what did you want to do? I had no idea. In fact, I left school. I got a job doing anything just so I could leave school. Oh, I hated school. So uh, my parents had this rule, and it applied to both me and my sister, yep. that we could leave school at any time as long as we had a full-time job to go to. Fair enough. So my sister and I both left at the age of 16, and she landed on her feet. I didn't. <laughs> I grabbed a job at Toys R Us. Oh, and I set up at one of the new stores. Yeah. And then after the store had opened, they cut my hours down to three hours a week. Oh, it's not quite full time, is it? That's about no, seven hours so, short. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I ended up um, putting my resume in at the local video store. Yep. And there I stayed for about 12 years. Oh, <laughs> ended up starting as a junior and ended up managing the place. Yep. And then when it got sold, so I'll move on now and ended up working in a bank. And I'm on my third bank now. Oh. <laughs> so in my career, three banks, three video stores, two video stores. Okay. Two video store companies. Yeah. So I stuck between video stores and banks. <laughs> so... Nothing yeah, when one industry gets boring, I jump to the other one. <laughs> My wife's been working for banks most of our married life, and they've been very good to us. Yeah, that's the thing. When you get into a bank, you're set. Yeah, <laughs> you really much. are. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's not the case with video stores because they're mainly gone now. <laughs> yeah. I think they're all gone, aren't they? I wouldn't. I wouldn't put my... Well, my local video store is a vending machine in the shopping centre. Yeah, we've got one of those across the road too. Actually, when, yep. we, when we moved so, into here, we live right across the road from um, a supermarket and there's a few shops around and there's a doctor's upstairs. And about two days after we moved in, the video store upstairs closed. Oh, no. <laughs> so take us up to 2016. Yeah, 2016, yeah, that was a fun year, that one. <laughs> Started off with a bang. So um, I'd, I learned very quickly, if you're feeling sick, go to a doctor. Don't let it, don't let it fester up until 
it's too late. So um, Christmas time, 2015, I was at my dad's house for a street party and by about one o'clock in the morning, I went inside and he started complaining there was blood all over the carpet and it turns out I had bleeding blisters on my feet. I'd been walking barefoot all day on hot uh, bitumen, so I um, went and didn't think much more of it, cleaned it up, went to bed, and it just kept on happening. And then I realised I what I thought I had was burst blisters right. on the soles of my feet. So what I started doing was, hey, what males do, let's not go to the doctor, let's try and fix it for myself. Mm-hmm. So I started bathing my feet in uh, salt water daily and rubbing Savlon and Dettol into them and wrapping them up. Well, the left foot cleared up, the right foot didn't, and just continuously got worse and worse and worse until eventually the day before Australia Day, I noticed my toes had started to turn black and mentally I was really not in a good place. Sure. So I finally relented and went to the emergency room. As soon as I walked in the door, they just went, get into a cubicle now. Oh. I was like, really? Don't you just have to wait at least eight hours before you... <laughs> Get looked at. What the hell? Jesus, not as bad as I thought coming to these places. Because <laughs> I'd, I'd never been to hospital before. I'd never experienced anything like that before. So I got in and they said, you know what? This is pretty serious. You do realise you'll more than likely lose at least one toe. And I, went, I don't care. Just do what you need to do to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. So Australia Day, I was transferred to the Royal Adelaide Hospital for the morning, got my first uh, ride in an ambulance, so I got to tick that off the bucket list, <laughs> and um, wheeled into emergency surgery at midday. Wow. So that's when I thought, I'm really in trouble, emergency surgery on a public holiday. So I came out of that with three toes gone, the wow. middle three toes were gone, and then a week later they went back and they took the other two toes and half the foot right. and sent me home. And then uh, about a month later, two months later, oh, no, it was the day. So I got this fear of public holidays. So the first time I went to hospital, I presented on the day before Australia Day. The second time I ended up in hospital was the day before Good Friday. Wow. (laughs) Ended up back in hospital for two weeks after that um, with an infection. And then they released me. And then a week later, nine days later, I was back with another infection. And so that's when I decided to go further and go to below the knee. Yeah. Um, I was in hospital for Anzac Day, so oh, <laughs> you know, just like, there's another public holiday. <laughs> so when I had an appointment uh, the day before Christmas Eve that year, I was like, I don't want to go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a very good track record. Yeah. So I didn't end up in hospital that time. <laughs> but, I'm staying away from you on public yeah. holidays. Exactly. I have this fear of public holidays. I hibernate now. Sure. <laughs> I don't leave the house. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I um, best thing that got me through that time was when they said they're taking the leg was I got given a copy of the practical guide for amputees from Lips for Life. Oh, okay. Devoured that cover to cover. That is good. And it's amazing. And it really answered a lot of questions I didn't even realize I had. And... I was ready to have for it to happen. I was like, yeah, I'm ready to be better now. Sure. Um, if they hadn't gone down that road, I would have been in a moon boot for 11 months waiting for my skin to grow back on my foot yeah. before I could walk again. I was on my feet and back at work in three months oh, after awesome. having my leg off. Yep, that's so, awesome. so 
perspective is I got released from rehab on a Monday. I was doing a ghost tour on Wednesday night. Wow. <laughs> so I was, I was at Zed Ward on Wednesday night for a function and, yeah, I had my walking stick with me, so, sure. but I just went, no, and that's what got me through it, having those goals. And um, the rehab people were thought I was a bit weird when they said, what's your number one goal? And I said, getting back to doing ghost tours. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Never had that before. And I'm like, no, I'm sure you haven't. <laughs> so how was rehab? So, look, I got a lot out of rehab. Um, I went in there. Being that I worked in a video store, I've watched a lot of movies. Yeah. And there's... I've seen a lot of movies where people are in rehab and that always showed how hard it is and you only get out of rehab what you put into rehab. So I went in all guns blazing. I was at the gym nine o'clock every morning. I was at the gym one o'clock every afternoon. Um, They stopped rostering me on because they knew I would be there before they were waiting to get in. And um, I was just... And met some amazing people. Sure. Before I lost my leg, I would not have been able to tell you if I'd ever seen anyone that had an amputation before. It had never occurred to me. And yet, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm in this hospital ward full of people that's lost a limb. And we've all got very strong stories and different things that's happened. Like For me, it was diabetes. For the next person, they lost their leg in a motorbike accident or uh, things like that. And just to hear everyone's story. And I'll never forget one night, there was five of us sitting in a, all in our wheelchairs in the hallway, just talking. And I just thought to myself, wow, if you told me six months ago, I'd be sitting here without a leg, really having this in-depth conversation. I would have said, you're crazy. That's never going to happen. But yeah. And still see some of these people now. Uh, I went to do a peer support visit a couple of months ago in the new Royal Adelaide Hospital and found one of the guys I was in rehab in with was in hospital as well. So kind of concerned me because he lost his leg two weeks before I did and I based my recovery on him. Right. Okay, he's going through that now. That's me in two weeks. I'm not crap. I'm not going to be in hospital in two weeks' time, am I? <laughs> <laughs> but no. Oh, good. Uh, I avoided that one. <laughs> so, how about, but, how about, how about actually, um, support from family and friends and stuff? How, how did that help? Oh, it was amazing. Being that I live alone, so I'm not married, no kids. Mm-hmm. It was very daunting. Uh, what was what was life going to be like? My father got to love it. He was in visiting me nearly on a daily basis, mm-hmm. with the exception of Anzac Day. I did give him that day off so he could go out and do his march and all that. Well, no, one, no one wants to be around <laughs> you on public holidays anyway. <laughs> exactly, that's right. No. <laughs> <laughs> and um, like my sister, uh, she couldn't get in every day, but like, she's raising a young family and working full-time and everything. So but I spoke to her on a daily basis multiple times a day sometimes and you know and the friends it's not just friends it's the friends that become family yes my best mate he he lives 50 minute drive from the hospital he's got four kids ranging from 16 to 2 and he was in visiting every second day wow and I was like you don't have to and he said no even the night that my leg came off 
he came in. I was high as a kite. We had lots of fun paying out the nurses. <laughs> and not so fun the next morning when I was hurting. And the nurses yeah. were laughing back at me going, ha, sucked in. It's our turn. And I was just like, ah, leave me alone. Oh. <laughs> but I couldn't have asked for any better support system than what I got. And it's funny, it's not also who was there to support me, it's who wasn't there to support me. Right. And I learned a few things, and as I went, right, fine, change is made, see ya. (laughs) So, yeah. So, yeah, it was, 2016 was the year for change, I think, for me, in every way. Sure. So, but, and looking back, I'm so much more active than I ever was before. I'm so much happier than I was before that I'm glad it happened because I wouldn't be the person I am now without it. And that's someone who doesn't have time to sleep anymore (laughs) because everything's going on. (laughs) Again, I wouldn't have it any other way. Would not have it any other way. So loving Adelaide itself. um, How about um, Adelaide Adelaide can get very, very cold. Um, I've been I've been in Adelaide one day when it was three degrees and walking down the Rundle Mall and thinking this is hell. Um, but you also can get very very long stretches of very hot weather. How, how do you yes, cope with that? I, how does that affect you? I am not good with the heat. Right. <laughs> if it's hot, I'm parked under the air conditioner. <laughs> but I'm saying that I tend to I'll sweat even in the coldest day in winter. So um, the one time. It was the worst time I've ever had a problem with sweating of my stump happened in the middle of winter. (laughs) Right. And I was, so I was doing an all-night ghost hunt at the time at Talon Bend, which is 90 k's out of the um, city, up in the hills. And I had thermals on, I had my pants on, I had a shirt on, I had a jumper on, and I had a coat on because I think it was, minus three mm. at four o'clock in the morning mm. and all the mist was coming in off the Murray River in this abandoned uh, piney village that we were ghost hunting in. Amazing. But I had my leg on for 20 continuous hours yep. and I was in my wheelchair for the next three weeks <laughs> after that because sweat um, sores that got infected. So. Yep. I don't tend to get the sweat sores in summer. I get them in winter. Okay. I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all we're all different. None of us are weird. We're all different. Well, I embrace it though. <laughs> I do enough. embrace it. <laughs> it's a way to be different. <laughs> so tell me about airport security. Sorry. Airport security. Well, I've uh, gone through airport security twice now. Actually, I was only talking about that at the shops just before, too. Uh, all the alarms went off at the shops and I was just there. I was like, oh, don't worry, it's just my leg. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the first time I went through airport security, I was going to meet my auntie and uncle coming out from England. And I thought, oh, while I'm here, I'll just go through just to see what happens. Prepare me for if I'm ever going to go travelling. Went through. I was wearing shorts, so you could tell. <laughs> it wasn't hidden. Went through, went off. And they made me sit down in the middle of everyone going through and take my leg off while they took it away. And I'm like, 
thanks, you know, way to make me feel vulnerable <laughs> sitting here. So fast forward, I was at the airport probably about oh, a month ago now. I was dropping off a friend and I walked through. I had long pants. I was wearing jeans this time. So as I'm about to walk through, I've looked at the security guy and just gone, I'm going to go off. And he's just like, what? And I've walked through yet. Ding, 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 ding. And he said, why did you say that? And I said, I've got an artificial leg. So it goes off. And he just went, right. And then looked up, put his hand up and went, assistance. And I'm like, (laughs) really? (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) So with that, somebody else has come over and said, right, I'm relieving him while he's going to be dealing with you. And I've just gone, okay, thank you. And I said to him, I said, look, Last time, I was made to take my leg off, and you took it away. That's fine. If that's what you need to do, that's great. I'm wearing long pants this time. The pants need to come off for the leg to come off. (laughs) So I would appreciate a private room this time. But I didn't have to. He got out a portable scanner and just waved it over my leg. And went, oh, yeah, there it is. And then nothing else went off around me. So he let me go through. And I'm like, sweet. That wasn't as hard as the first time. Yeah. (laughs) So... Depends sometimes who you catch on the day, as to how hard it yeah. can be. Um, yeah, I've got I've got probably a hundred funny stories about travelling, but um, my favourite one is when I was in Perth earlier this year and coming home, um, I was wearing shorts. I always wear shorts. Yep. Um, and um, I approached the um, the security gate. Um, and the guy looked through and saw my leg and he smiled up at me and I smiled back to him and I stepped through and I stepped to one side straight away thinking, you know, he's going to want to wand me. Um, and yep. the, the gate didn't go off. The, the, oh, the alarm really? didn't go off. And um, we stood oh, looking wow. at each other dumbfounded and he said, it didn't go off. And I said, it didn't go off. And he said, well, I suppose you can go. And I said, well, I better go then. <laughs> and none of, none of us really knew what to do. Because <laughs> you're just so used to it, aren't you? Every time yeah. you go near one of those things, you're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Here yeah. we go. Was, oh, wow. In, I was in Paris earlier this year in January. And um, because of all the problems they've had over there with terrorism and stuff, everywhere is has got those things. I mean, you you go to a shopping <laughs> you go to a shopping centre and you get wandered. Um, oh no! All, all the major attractions that you go and visit, you have to go through a scanner. Um, so I was, you know, France, uh, France got uh, Paris got to know me very well because I was setting off alarms all over the city. <laughs> oh no! Well, it's funny. Um, I went to Paris. Oh, I was twenty one, so you can guess how long ago that was. <laughs> So, um, so I still had two legs at the time, and I was um, yeah, wasn't a huge fan of Paris, but would love to go back now. Yeah. My sister went over there in Easter time. She went to see family in England, and said, "I've always wanted to see Paris, so we we're going to go. They were going to go to Paris for the day." And I went, "Why are you going there? Because <laughs> it's going to be wasted." She goes, "I just want to see the Eiffel Tower and go to a shop." I went, "Really? Is that all you want to do?" Yep. Anyway, cut a long story short, never going to go to Paris again after the experiences they had, but put it down to more of my brother-in-law who thought he was following GPS to go to the hotel from the train station. Right. He forgot to press start and he was just following himself on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> so a, a six-minute walk turned into an hour walk apparently. So I was just like, oh, 
fantastic. And it wasn't through the nice parts of Paris, apparently. Okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to go back, but I haven't been on a plane yet since okay. um, I've had the leg off. So I'm not sure what to expect. So um, coming to the amputee conference, um, Kylie and I were talking that uh, if we could get enough people together, we might hire a bus and then take a few days to get there and a few days to come home. Because I've heard the horror stories where, you know, luggage gets lost. So my wet leg could end up somewhere else and then I couldn't shower. (laughs) Or do I need to bring my wheelchair with me? Because I don't know if I'm, yeah. So I'm a bit up and hiring, like, what do I need? What do I don't? So, but I'm going on a bit of a road trip in a couple of weeks. I've got two weeks off work. So... I'm uh, going to go for a few days away and do a few ghost hunts around the place, so Mount Gambia, and uh, I'm going to think I'm going to Geelong Jail for an investigation oh. there, Ararat. Okay. So it's a dry run for um, a road trip. That's a, that's a few <laughs> See how there. I go. <laughs> yes, that's right, yes. Yeah, so I've got two weeks off, so I figure I can take my time, just go... It's, uh, I think it's from here to Mount Gambia is about five hours. So I'll stay in the old jail there that's now a and b and then catch up with a couple of friends. Then I'll go to Ararat and there's a uh, Jay Ward, an old insane asylum there that you can do ghost hunts and all that. So I'm going to do that and then Geelong Jail. So, yeah, I'm going to make a bit of a paranormal road trip out of it as well. Yeah. Tasmania would be great too because there's lots of stuff down there. Oh, Port Arthur Port is on Arthur the list. The, the old Actually, island, um, Yes, that's right. Yeah, actually, one of the other guides, she's just come back from uh, Port Arthur and she was talking mm-hmm. to me on, what was that, Saturday night at uh, the jail where she was filling me in on some of the places in Tasmania. So, yeah, definitely. And I'd love to get to a place, it's, I'm not sure exactly where it is in New South Wales, but it's a homestead called Monte Cristo. I've heard And it's meant to be... Yeah, it's meant to be the most haunted place in Australia. Wow. So, yeah, I'll go spend the night there. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got a blog? I do, yes. So uh, when I came out of um, rehab, I decided to put a blog together. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, it was, it was good therapy for me. It made me rethink exactly what happened leading up to the amputation during it. So it's a very long long uh, website title so to make it easier i have a facebook page called amputees unite okay and if you go to that um facebook page the link to my blog is on there right and there's something like life after my right leg amputation some really long title that i chose why i don't know (laughs) um but yeah i've got the link so anyone who wants to check out the facebook page i probably don't do as much on there as I should. I like to share quite a bit of stuff that I get regarding um, information for amputees. Um, I know there's a, a site that I follow that talks about what beaches in summer are going to be wheelchair accessible on what dates. Um, so I like to share that type of thing. So, yeah, and it's not just for amputees, it's for anyone else, like friends of family of amputees as well. And just like, if anyone's got any questions, just ask. <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't get offended with anything, and it's the same with them's life. Just ask. <laughs> That's yep. what it's all about, yeah. 
It's, it's the same with so, the podcast. It's it's mainly to talk to amputees about their lives, but it's also open exactly. to the whole world. Um, anyone can That's listen right. and they can learn something. Or you know, for, for new amputees, it's it's a resource for them to listen to people who have been through it all already. And I love the name of it, Missing Bits. Missing Bits. <laughs> covers everything. Next. <laughs> I love you, it. You just wait for season two. I've got, I've got a song lined up, a theme song. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so we'll, we'll wait for season two uh, for that. That's a bit of a teaser for next year. Oh, awesome. Excellent. So if, if, it's, if it's okay, I'll do the dirty work for everyone and I'll go and find your Facebook page and... Um, your blog, and I'll put the links in the show notes so people can just click on them rather than having to go searching. Oh, yes, absolutely. But, no worries. But everyone should feel free to go and like your page and all that sort of stuff. Just ignore the spelling mistakes <laughs> and the grammar. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next That's for Peter? That's all I ask. What's next for Peter? Peter's not sure. Peter's going to take everything uh, in hand and see how we go. So, as I said, the next thing for me is this uh, road trip, see what comes out from that. And um, then we've got the amputee um, conference next year in April in Canberra. So looking forward to that. Going skydiving in February for my birthday. (laughs) So so there's the next six months. (laughs) (laughs) When's (laughs) your birthday? What month is your birthday? Uh, February. February, okay. February. By the time I see you in Canberra, you'll be able to tell me all about skydiving. Exactly, exactly. So my question has always been, do I wear my leg or do I not wear my leg for it? Well, I think you want to and, land on two feet, to be honest. Well, there's that. And then other people said, well, can you imagine landing on it? But there's no give. So, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that would hurt. Mm. <laughs> but the plan is um, where I'm doing it, you land on the beach. Right, yeah. So I'm like, well, that's easier. Yeah, <laughs> I I'd, just stick my I'd be going down on two and feet, land on my bum. <laughs> so, I can't imagine landing on one foot and hopping. Well, what if it's because like, I heard someone say if they yeah, did a skydive and it, they lost their leg. Oh, it's it really? went flying off. Oh, wow. So, but then the first time too, they say do tandem, so you're not in control at all. Uh, like you're just strapped on to a professional. But a friend of mine has done. Oh, no, he's telling me about 100, 120 jumps in the last few years. And he said, if you pay a couple of hundred dollars extra, it's worth you get extra training and you do do it by yourself. Right. They will have, they will be right next to you to make sure you're okay during the jump. <laughs> so they will pull your cord if you don't get to it, <laughs> that type of thing. But yeah. so I think I might, if they can it's a couple of extra hundred dollars, but I'm like, yeah, why not? I'll do that. <laughs> So, I look forward to catching that's with you with you in Canberra, and we'll have a coffee and chat about skydiving. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I'll uh, bring a ghost box with me so we can see what happens in Canberra. Yep, fair enough. I'll be in it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so thanks so much, Peter, for a fascinating look into your life. Thanks for your time and being so no and open. And thank you for doing this again and getting a, helping me get this right. Um, the lunatics no are in charge of the asylum, I can tell you that much. Well, I think I might have dragged some of them with me, maybe, from where I hang out. So. <laughs> Remember, folks, to awesome. rate, download, subscribe, comment, wherever you listen to podcasts. It really, really does help. 
Thanks again, Pete, and I will not stalk you anymore. Have a great night. <laughs> you too, thanks. See you in Canberra, mate. No worries. Bye. Bye.